It's time for the Rich Life Retirement Show, brought to you by retirement professional and Wall Street Journal bestselling author, Bo Henderson. This is the one place committed to helping you navigate all aspects of a successful, meaningful, and fulfilling retirement. Let's get started. Here's Bo Henderson and Bill Maine. Moving into another edition of Rich Life Retirement. So excited about this because we got some really fun stuff coming your way and informative at the same time. At least that's what we try for. Bill Maine with Bo Henderson, and it looks like you're ready to go. Let's do it, Bill. I'm excited. I always have fun. All right, let's jump straight into it because on today's show, we'll get a prediction of what kind of year 2021 might be for your investments. And we'll tell you how your retirement ex- how retirement experts think that they can convince you to delay claiming Social Security. And we're going to talk about how your retirement account should be more like a Chinese restaurant in Canada. Hmm. <laughs> I'll let you we'll ruminate on that for just that a second. That sounds like a joke setup, doesn't it? Oh, it does, doesn't it? But it's actually, it's a pretty neat thing we're going to share with you. You're going to have fun with that one. But for sure, let's find out where you're going to be because you're continuing the retirement tour and we've moved it from 2020 to 2021 and you're going to be in the Jackson County coming up. We're going to be at the Jefferson Civic Center on Tuesday, the February 9th, Thursday, February 11th at 6.30 p.m. And then that Saturday morning, the 13th at 10 a.m. So we'll be talking Social Security, taxes and retirement. And really uh, what we're getting into now, Bill, is we survived 2020, at least for the most part. <laughs> I'm still here, yes. <laughs> what can we do moving forward? Right. That's really what we get into. And really a, a lot of these things we talk about, knowing the rules is how you avoid the pitfalls. Yeah. And there are a lot of rules to know, that's for sure. And if one of the things... Not a lot of rules to being part of this. It's real simple. Just basically hit the website. RichLifeAdvisors.com. You should see an event tab, and you can register right there for any upcoming events. Excellent. Very easy to do and very easy to get in touch with. Anytime you have a question about anything we discuss on the show, that is your place to get your answers. Just shoot them an email, log on, and they'll be glad to uh, to get an answer with either a phone call or or shoot you back an email. That's that's just customer service right there. Yeah. All right, so here we go. Let's just jump into the middle of this. I'm going to go ahead, and we're going to jump in uh, head deep here. President Biden is proposing a nearly $2 trillion spending plan. And now some economists believe that could spark a return to higher inflation rates. Now, in many parts of the country, gasoline prices already inching back up. I saw that at the pump the past couple of weeks where we live here. I mean, I know you have, too. And uh, economist Carl Weinberg told CNBC he expects that trend to continue. So we're hearing more and more of this, a return to inflation. Not excited about that. How do we adjust our retirement strategy to sort of offset that inflation? Well, Bill, I want to take this question in two parts, or this topic in two parts. So an additional couple trillion dollars uh, of relief, guess what that's going to do? That's going to add to our debt. But but it adds to the debt more than two trillion. Right. Because there's interest. That's right. Which we talk about the piling debt, the debt that's been added to get through this pandemic or, or added through this pandemic. And my concern, we'll get to inflation in a second. I know yeah, that's okay, the question. Yeah, right. My concern is just we're piling up this money that's going to have to be paid back. And guess who's probably going to pay it back? Guess who I know is going to pay it back? Well, it'll be the taxpayers. It'll, it'll be, be me and you. And I. Yeah, yeah. And, and our children and, so, and, and grandchildren, because this is not something we can do in a couple of years. So, so one thing we're paying attention to is taxes, because I know that we're building a bigger and bigger problem in this country. And I haven't heard any solutions on how we're going to solve it other than knowing uh, either – uh, politicians are going to um, take less money themselves, maybe, or do some <laughs> things different, right? Really? Or we're going to raise taxes. And you know, that's probably what like, we know. That's what's going to happen. It's option B. <laughs> so, so, uh, so I guess the the message there is: I hear more debt, big chunks of debt. Now we're talking trillion. Yeah, trillion. Mm-hmm. Like you run those zeros, you you do it times a like is a minute in time. I mean, it's it's ridiculous it how, how much a, a trillion is, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so, so that's one thing. The other thing, so we talk about inflation. So we've been at low inflation for, for a while now. As inflation starts to come back, what we have to do with our portfolios is make sure we're not too conservative or conservative with our entire portfolio. And what I mean by that is inflation, where that catches us, is if, we, say, we have all our money in the bank, getting what now? Not much. Yeah, less right? 1% if you're lucky. So it might be safe there, but if we're not getting market averages over time, inflation will catch up with us because to go to the grocery store to buy our gas like we were talking yeah. about, you look 20 years down the road, and probably our purchasing power is going to be about half of what it is today. Yeah, if you just leave cash on the sideline, there's no chance for it to really... All right. I don't know that it'll catch inflation, but at least try to keep up with it. To yeah, certain yeah, degree. try yeah. to track. So that's one thing is, is if we move into an, an, an environment where inflation's going up, we might need to come out of some of those more conservative. It sounds almost counterintuitive in a way, but a portion, the portion we can afford to get longer term market averages right. needs to go back and be invested or that safe money that was, hey, we're getting a little bit on or at least I'm not losing it. You actually are losing if inflation's three, four, five percent a year, you're going negative that way. Yeah, you need to be able to be a little more, a uh, little less risk averse in a case like that. And it's kind of an insidious uh, risk in retirement because it kind of sneaks up on you. Because you don't feel it until you realize, wow, my money doesn't pay my bills anymore. Exactly. When you said, man, I got $2 million in the bank. And, you know, back when I put that in there, it really could buy something. Now right. I, I get a loaf of bread and a, a slice of ham. That's all I get for that $2 million. And, and as we talk through this, you know what I realized, Bill? What's that? We're talking about strategy. It, it's having your having the right tools, the right buckets in your timeline uh, to have a successful result. Yeah. Uh, you you got to, and, like, and as you say, the math will show the path. And until you get a chance to run some of these numbers in different scenarios of how how might inflation progress, and you can f- start factoring that into how you're saving, it may it may inf- uh, inspire you to say, you know, I can actually put an extra thousand dollars here or extra whatever right. to try to, to try to build these investments up to m- work harder. Um, right. It should inspire you, I guess. Well, it, with clarity comes, uh, it, it creates confidence that you're doing the right thing. If I know okay, I've got X amount of my assets covering my income gap in retirement, then I know what I can afford to invest for longer-term growth, even if it goes up and down over time. Yeah, what can I risk at that right. point? Okay. All right, so here's one for you. Uh, we need to get our terms straight. And when we start talking about things and in investments in retirement, it's important to have terms straight. U.S. News & World Report says there are financial advisors. Okay, I get that. But then they say there are retirement financial advisors. I kind of thought that was all the same thing. Yeah. So when I started at 23 years old in this business, I was a financial advisor. And and what I mean by that as a 23-year-old young man, I worked with young people. I worked with college savings plans. I worked with a lot of – I worked. I was kind of a generalist. Okay. Because getting started, you work with anybody you can, right, <laughs> to get experience and to get growing. Yeah. Um, and as, as I grew in the business and I grew in my own age, right – um, I started really specializing, realizing the people that needed the most help, that had the most decisions to make, were the people that were in that 10-year window leading up into retirement. That's where we're really positioning to get you in the best position possible. So a retirement planning advisor is one that really is a specialist. Think of a doctor. It's okay. like a specialist as a, a doctor. GP is a GP versus a surgeon. Right, right. Like in, in a very specific area of retirement planning, because what, what most of what we deal with during our lives, or it seems like it, is the accumulation stage of, of saving and planning is, hey, if I'm working a 30-year career, my job to, to be in a good position is to put as much back as I can, get long-term averages, good to go. Sure, yeah. But when my window gets in that 10-year and less, then we got to start positioning for what's my income I need to start protecting. 
what are what is my plan to position for the best tax distribution when we get out? So it's just a very different thing. And we talk about the six components of a successful retirement that we do at Rich Life Advisors. Mm-hmm. And that's really holistic retirement planning. We need to take into account your income planning, your growth planning, which we just talked about, your tax planning, your health care planning, your estate planning, and then those all important conversations we talk about that have nothing to do with your finances, but What's your life? What do you really want your life to be in retirement? Yeah, what do you want it to look like? And I, I guess, you know, when you're on that young end of the stick, you're just thinking about piling up all those dollar bills somewhere, and you don't think necessarily about the tax implications of when I pull it out of savings, what am I going to have to do then you know, right. after it's grown? And, after, and yeah. that's the easy way to describe the shift is you accumulated these assets. Now, in retirement, we're trying to figure out how do you best use the assets you've accumulated. Yeah, it's not so much accumulation as it is distribution at that point. Right. And that makes all the difference. Doing it the wrong way can cost you a whole lot, that's for sure. That's one of the things, just in a nutshell, I've learned a lot from hanging out with Bo. Right. Yeah, you got to get that right way to do that. Okay, so if folks want to find out a little bit more about some of the things we've talked about here on the show, Rich Life Advisors uh, Retirement Show, how do they get in touch with you guys to well, get it done? Yeah, if you're in that 10-year window we talked about and you see retirement on the horizon, there's some decisions we I can, can start making. I can see the runway. There right. it is. <laughs> and, and the longer we work on it leading up to that, typically the better position we can help, we can get in. So so if, we want, if we're in that, okay, I need a retirement strategy and I want a proactive plan to get in the best position possible so that day I actually am no longer working. I know that I've done the best I could do. Right. Uh, that's what we do. Go to richlifeadvisors.com with specific questions or scenarios. We have them come in every day. Give me a call at 770-249-7424. That's 770-249-RICH. All right. Speaking of investments, let's let's tackle the market. In spite of everything else, 2020 did turn out to be a fairly decent year for our investments. Uh, and for 2021, strategist Joe Fami told Yahoo Finance he's mostly bullish, but he also said that the markets will do well. But we could see a 10% correction, and the markets are excessively bullish, as he put it. So in other words, volatility. That's what it looks like for stocks. Uh, how do we plan to ride this this wave out? You know, I love when we see these clips and we get these because it's five people are predicting the market's bullish and going up. Five people are predicting that it's going to drop off a cliff. Yeah. And I figured it out, Bill. I told you, and, and I'm going to tell you again. I know exactly what the market's going to do. Yeah. It's going to go up and it's going to go down. Yeah. The right? question is when and how much. That's right. So this is this is basically a call back to strategy. Now, I hope the market does stay bullish. And when he says the 10%, um, maybe a 10% correction, that's not a bad correction. I'm more concerned about what we saw 2001, 2008, a 30, 30, 30, 40, 40 to 50%. Okay, okay, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, then you remember we're in that window to retirement. It might, if it takes a decade to get back where we started, there's where we're running into problems. So I hope he's right. I hope it's a smoother transition for everybody. But the fundamentals that I know and, and I've seen and I've, I've talked to a lot of people and, and done a lot of interviews around this, uh, the fundamentals don't support the market continuing to go. It's gone up almost 13 years now. Yeah, at some point it either has to, and it, and it always does, it plateaus, mm-hmm. it goes back a little bit, and then it regrows. Right. And I think the key is that when we're looking at this, we keep going back, almost every topic goes back to that strategy. Right. If the market goes down 10%, if it goes up another 10%, or if it drops 40%, if we sit down and get very clear what needs to be protected for your income, what can be grown for inflation and those other needs, what's the liquidity your family and household needs, what's our expenses, what's our what's our income need that we have, if we get very clear on that, that positioning will hold us up the best way possible in any of these scenarios. Yeah, and the thing about that is, is when you do this modeling, and it truly is modeling, you, you come up with several strategies, and you pick the one that at this moment right. fits what's going on in the market. And I like the fact that you go, okay, if A, 
then this is what we do. If B happens, then this. That way, when it happens, we don't panic. Because when we panic, we make bad decisions. Yeah, You're right. Most retirement decisions are made just on, that sounds like it might be the way to do it. As I feel to, good about it. Right. And when we do the modeling, and I'm glad you brought up the word modeling, because that, that's an important word, is we are actually mathematically saying, okay, if we do example A, scenario A, here's how the math plays out. Right. For 20 or 30 plus years. Mm-hmm. Here's scenario B, here's scenario C. And when you look at it objectively like that, there will be a path. It'll show you, okay, this is the one, and since I did this work and compared my options, I feel good about the decision I'm making. Sure, and, and and if the market takes a zig or a zag, you've got a, a backup strategy for that. You go, okay, now that means we need to shift here. Right. Because we said if this, then that. No, like, no, like, that a, like a computer program, basically. No, that's a, that's a good point. So the other, the other part is proactive communication. So if you're working with an advisor or a team or you're doing this on your own, um, the proactive communication is, okay, we set up scenario B, but this has happened. An yeah. inheritance happened. A family member's passed away. A job, there's a layoff. Then we need to... Okay, let's let's take that information, put it into the scenario, and now come up with the best answer. Yeah, how do we how do we move on from here? Well, we're going to move on from here and talk about this one here because uh, there's a proposal from the Center for Retirement Research. Now, they want 401k plan mm. administrators to automatically send out monthly payments to retirees in their 60s, in the hope that this would encourage those people to delay claiming Social Security. So, what's your opinion on that? Because I know you've done a lot of uh, looking at this. You know, I think it's a smart idea. And what, what, what this would do is, from our 401k accounts, we would be take, taking higher taxed, pre-tax um, retirement money and getting rid of it earlier in the timeline, okay? And if we're delaying, the idea is to, del- to, to allow us to delay Social Security. So if we're doing that, we're getting rid of higher tax money up front, so we're not growing a bigger tax problem, and we're delaying and growing bigger a lower tax cost of living adjusted Social Security benefit. And why this has come come about is because the problem we're having is more and more people are outliving their money. Sure, yeah. And pensions are what helps them to not live outlive their money. And, and Social Security is a, a pension. Yeah. So so it's if we can delay and grow that bigger pension, um, then that's the idea. So I like the idea, but I like it to be an option rather than mandatory. So so you had to opt out. So I'd like more education on that because I do also like you having the choice, right? Yeah. Because my it might for for the the vast majority that might be the way to go, but I do too many. If I look at 10 situations, there's 10 different ways we need to attack it. So I like the choice to be able to adjust as necessary, but I think the thinking behind it makes a lot of sense because that's typically what we like to do is use that pre-tax money, create lower the tax problem, lower the RMD uh, problem earlier in retirement, and grow the pieces that are that have better tax treatment. And and you've mentioned many times how, how many ways to plan your Social Security. Oh, to take as far it? as claiming strategies, yeah, uh-huh. uh, there's over 500. See, and, and I, I would think that that ties into what we just talked about as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that may be a good idea, but your claiming strategy might say maybe not as good an idea, depending on your situation, married, divorced, uh, widow, whatever it might be. And and that's we get in trouble with general rules of thumb, right? Because what comes what becomes popular advice is what helps maybe the majority. But who knows? There might be a survivor benefit in this situation, a spousal benefit, and a little bit different way we need to attack this. So all that leads to say is all that all that all that leads to is us saying, okay, let's get very specific about what is relevant to me, my situation, my household, and let's get clear on the best way to attack this. Well, and you've talked about it before. People have, uh, in many cases, been able to claim that several thousand dollars that was left on the on the table mm-hmm. and being able to increase your monthly uh, disbursement by, you know, a thousand dollars over your lifetime, that adds up to quite a bit of money. And, you know, I, I don't think we should move on without saying this. Sometimes the delaying of Social Security 
What's not thought about is how that impacts your surviving spouse. So if I can grow this, your Social Security benefit, say, say between full retirement age and 70, I've seen scenarios where that will increase that benefit twelve, thirteen, fourteen hundred dollars $1,400 a month. Hmm. So say that's the higher benefit and your spouse outlives you by 10 years. Do you think he or she's going to be happy with you if you <laughs> left them that extra twelve, thirteen, fourteen hundred dollars $1,400 a month of, of pension income? Might stick my ashes in a blender or put them in front of the fan and just let them go. That's right. Yeah, exactly. I got you. All right. So here's one for you. When it comes to converting your nest egg to an income stream, which is, as you pointed out earlier, it's one thing to be a financial advisor, but be a retirement financial Mm -hmm. advisor. Uh, When it comes to converting it to an income stream, Business Insider says that there are different kinds of annuities for different kinds of customers. Talk a little bit more about figuring out which one meets the needs best, because we've talked about annuities. This is the third week in a row this has come it's up. It's come up, yeah. Because I'm, I didn't, I still don't have my head around the concept. I sort of, I understand it much better, but the first time we talked about it, I was totally in the weeds. So help me out with this one. Yeah, so the annuities, the reason that's coming up is more and more in conversations on these topics is bonds are just not in a great place right now. Kind of what was traditionally known, quote unquote, is the safe portion of a portfolio. Yeah. Interest rates so low, bonds are in a bad position. They're not going to do much, and yeah. they could even lose money. Huh. Uh, so you're seeing more and more. And we talked about with the 401k example, people that have lifetime pension income streams perform better and, and have a lower chance of outliving their money. So that's where an annuity comes in. And an annuity can have some scary connotation because there's a lot. Of, there's some out there misused. There's some out there with high fees. They're they're putting the wrong. It, like we talked about it, if. If somebody is putting you in a car to get across Lake Lanier, that's not a great use of that car. All right. All right. So, so that's so. So, an annuity, I think, to take some of the chill out of that, it's nothing more than you purchasing a pension. That's it. It's if I needed another, if I like social, because people love social security, they love a pension from work. So, an annuity would be okay. We're we're being very mathematical. I need a thousand extra dollars to hit my income gap. We can purchase that for a certain amount of our assets, and that's what an annuity does. But there's different kinds, and, and that's, that's what this piece was talking about was one kind, if you, if you did what's called an immediate annuity, it would be the cheapest annuity, meaning you would take a piece of an, a certain amount of your assets to hit that $1,000 a month need. Okay. The way, but the, the way that works is that's it. You're done. Once you do that, you get that the rest of your life, and if, if something happens to you early, it goes back to the insurance. I mean, the insurance company wins that one. If you live 10 years beyond it, you win, okay. right? All right. So that's kind of an older kind of annuity, but it is going to have the highest payout factor because you're taking on a little bit of the risk. Sure. Um, other kinds of annuities, we see variable annuities, and a variable annuity uh, has the most upside potential because it literally has the market investment in there. It's, it's pretty much like a mutual fund in there. But with all with with unlimited upside potential comes what? Unlimited downside. Downside. Potential. You got both sides of that coin. So so it can have it can have fluctuations, and it, they typically are the ones you hear the horror stories about having real high fees. We've mm-hmm. sent up some up to four percent. Yeah. Um, then an indexed annuity is kind of a hybrid between between it and and what it is is it's um, it would be tied to an index like the S and P five hundred. So if the market's up, you would lock in a portion of that gain. Not all of it, but a portion. But a portion of yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And when the market's down, it would kind of hold what you got. If it's yeah. down 30%, you don't lose any. So they all have different mechanisms, and different ones are, are better in different situations. Usually what happens is people don't understand what they got, and that might be where it's misused. So it's really just being clear on your situation and, and being able to answer, I have this tool. Why am I using this tool? And if you're working with a team and, and they haven't explained it in a way or answered your questions in a way that you know that very clearly – Maybe you should keep asking questions. Uh, maybe you should ask them why, ask yourself why you're not dealing with rich life advisors. <laughs> that How about that? I think so. Okay. 
So you've, you've opened this can of worms, which is great because you've led us right into this piece. And I know folks are still going, what the heck about this Chinese restaurant? Okay, there's a Chinese restaurant in Montreal. <laughs> and if folks heard Mornings on Main Street a couple of weeks ago, we kind of mentioned a little bit about this. But I want to dig deeper into it. Chinese restaurant in Montreal, and it's winning new fans because they're putting honest descriptions on their menu. <laughs> For example, one dish reads, quote, don't let the name fool you. This one is not authentic Chinese food. In fact, we removed the word Szechuan from the name to avoid confusion. That's funny. The owner says customers seem to really appreciate the honesty. I like it. Uh, I was wondering, do you think retirement plan advi- administrators will try something like that? I mean, we were talking about fees a moment ago. So when it comes to being upfront and honest about those different fees, maybe this is a, a chapter they could take out of his book. I like that. So so what you know what I think is working there is it's unique, right? It's people are used to seeing the menu, seeing people put everything in the best possible light, uh, and it, it's almost something like it's refreshing. It's like, oh, okay, I'm no. getting some. I'm getting somebody being blunt. You ever had that friend that's so blunt, but you really appreciate it yeah, because yeah, you yeah. always know where they stand. At first, it's kind of like ah, oh, and then you go, you know, you're right, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I get why that that's working and why that's kind of become a fun thing and attractive thing. And I do think there could be more work. There should be more work on just disclosure of, of fees, what you're paying. What a lot of times in four hundred one ks, what you're really seeing is here was your balance last month. Here's your balance this month. All the things going on underneath aren't always disclosed, so you don't really know what you're paying. And I don't know about you, Bill, but it's one of those things you might not like it, uh, the idea of, of fees, but if you know what they are, at least you don't feel like you're being hoodwinked or you're being yeah. you're being taken advantage of. At least you say, okay, I know what this is, and, it, and I don't feel like, hey, I'm going to find out one day it's 3% fees, and, right. and I had no idea. And I, know, I think if you're getting your value and feel like you've been treated fairly, and you understand that when you deal with somebody like that, they have to make a living too, sure. and this is how they make that living. Um, I always equate it to the first time we ever went to Disney and we took the kids and they were four and six and um, it was the most expensive vacation at that to that moment that I'd ever taken. Right. And I told my wife, I said, I can't believe we're spending all this money. We flew down the whole thing, stayed on campus. But when I came back and got home, I said, you know, that's the probably the best vacation I've ever spent because I got what I paid for and then some. And I think that's what we have, understanding the fees. I think a lot of people, if they're in the right spot and dealing right. with someone who's upfront and honest with them. That should come away with that feeling, you know, I'm, I'm getting my money's worth out of it. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't what, – what I'm concerned with is net net numbers, right? right. If you pay a 1% fee um, for, for services, is one, I want you to be able to answer, what am I getting for that fee? Right. Because a lot of times we don't know. Yeah. Um, but but if it's if, – say it's a 1% fee, um, what am I netting? If, if my goal was 7 to 8% market return, not am I getting that minus the 1% fee, am I netting that? So we're looking at net returns over time, so – I don't mind us paying somebody. I pay money managers to manage monies to a, to a goal, but they need to they need to account for their fee in that. Right, and we need to agree on the goal and right. how we're getting there for sure. Okay, before you get out of here, I just want to follow up one more. I, I got such a kick out of this story that I did a little more digging into this story on the restaurant, and I, this is probably <laughs> one of my favorite ones. He says, he's talking about the next, one of the items on the menu, he says, this one is new on our menu, so I have not had a chance to try it yet. Looks like I should spend more time eating in my own restaurant. <laughs> I like that, yeah. yeah. Uh, Isn't there something about eating your own cooking or exactly, something like that? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. That, that, that's it, exactly. And uh, here's another one. Like this, even though this dish is popular, we're still not 100% satisfied with the flavor. But you're serving it. <laughs> It says, but it will get better really soon. P.S. I am surprised that some customers still order this plate. That is funny. Oh, my gosh. I, I love it. I absolutely love it. Well, our time, the clock is catching us here, Bo, as it always does. Having a lot of fun with you today. Yeah, let's get serious for a second. Let folks know that you're there to uh, make retirement planning more understandable, to not make it uncomfortable, because sometimes that is an uncomfortable conversation to have. Yeah. Uh, retirement 
planning, it's a different game than what we're used to a lot of times. So, so it's a little bit, it's a different conversation because we, we probably spent 30 plus years working and now we're having to learn new rules. We've talked about it. It's like, it's like shifting from basketball to football. It's a completely different game. Sure. Ball is uh, shaped differently too. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, so, so we need to sit down, learn the new rules, learn the new things we're trying to, to solve and the things we're trying to avoid and have a new conversation. Sometimes that's a tricky transition because you get used to doing something one way, but the reality is we're in a new, unique, different phase of life. Yeah, and you need a good coach to get you through that, and that's where Rich Life Advisors comes in. Hey, coach, how do we get on the team? RichLifeAdvisors.com. Check that out or give me a call with specific questions at 770-249-7424. That's 770-249-RICH. All right, Bo, make it a great day. I'll talk to you tomorrow morning. See you, Bill. If you have specific retirement questions or would like to know more about Rich Life Advisors, go to RichLifeAdvisors.com or call 770-249-7424. That's 770-249-RICH. Rich Life Advisors, LLC, provides investment advisory services through Formula Folios. Bo Henderson is a licensed insurance agent in Georgia.